0: News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. Uh, the email is Pete... Oh, sorry. I forgot to check it. Ah! Pete at the PeteCallenderShow.com. And on Twitter. And man, the leftist moonbats, they are a-flyin' over the last few days here. At Pete Callender is on Twitter. And remember, get the podcast... It comes free right to your smartphone or tablet as soon as we get each hour done. Oh, I forgot to write the description on that first hour. I'm so far behind. I forgot to write the first description. Okay, but we post them up as like as soon as we can after the hour is done, so you can get that at wbt.com or com. Um. Let me get to some emails here in a second. I've got it loaded up, ready to go here. Let's get John on first. Hello, John. Sorry, we're talking about, let me reset the table. We were talking about the president making the big announcement last night. Everybody kind of figured what was coming. uh, And uh, it was, yes, he's going to run for president in 2024, President Donald Trump down at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, John, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, uh, thank thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I had one disagreement with you, uh, respectfully. And that is that um, I'm getting a lot of feedback. I was
0: going to say, I hear music playing. Are you at like
1: a carnival or something? No, I'm at dun, a dun, dun, car dun. dealership and my car's being serviced.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. What are they playing? In the, hang on, hold your phone up to the speaker. What are they playing over the speakers? What's the music?
1: Um, I don't do oh, hear any now.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, I was hearing like, I guess it was the overhead speaker they were playing. It sounded a little like polka. It sounded like a polka music <laughs> or something. I
1: don't know. All right. All right. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> I don't
0: know what it was. Okay, so tell me, what do you... All right, so you disagree with me on, uh, on uh, what specific point?
1: Okay, when you didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. And you didn't vote for Biden. Right. Well, you were thinking locally. Yes. Where if someone is running for mayor and you don't like him, you don't vote for them. When you're dealing with a national election mm-hmm. you vote for the party platform but, I, I, words, but I got to do the that good Things that happened during his presidency is what you'd be voting for not for the man and this is what's happened with all of the voting that's taken place in the last couple years is everybody's made it personal and they're voting for the person rather than the party platform
0: okay uh john A compelling assertion. So first off, I would uh, I would quibble with you just a little bit over your uh, description of it as a national election because it's not Uh, the run. The the race for president is uh, 50 state elections that all happen on the same day. We are individual states. We all are electing our slate of electors, right? It's not a national election. I know it's a, it's a it's maybe a semantic point, but I think it's important to point out because this is how you go down the path of thinking it's a uh, popular vote kind of a thing, right? Not saying that you'd said that, but I, I always make that point. It wasn't a national election. It's just every state having uh, a race for that same office on the same day. So secondly, you said you're voting for the party platform and not the man. The problem here is that Donald Trump became president, and the GOP scrapped a lot of planks in its platform, if not completely tossed the entire thing out. So I'm not even sure what the platform is. That's the first part. second part was I did vote for other Republicans that could advance those platforms uh, and, and those policies that they said they would try to advance. So I, I did my part on that. Um, and then third, on the uh, party platform, not the man... Um if the guy can't get the policies done, why would I vote for him? He doesn't earn my respect or my vote if I don't trust what he's saying, which Donald Trump, I'm sorry, every sentence he says comes with an expiration date and it is the period at the end of the sentence. You never know what he's going to flip on. And so I have I have no I have no confidence that what he says he's for He's going to be for if somebody gets in his ear right before he gets on stage or something. Mm-hmm. So those were my. Th- that's why I, I had no confidence
1: in him. What I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Would you support DeSantis for president?
0: I w- if he runs and I see his campaign, I, I mean, I like what I see as governor, but I have no idea what his what a national platform would look like. I don't know how he would, you know. Uh, handle the pressures of a of a national race. I, I, I don't know. I don't have to know. Like that's. I, I don't have to know right now. We're still you know two right. years away.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So it's okay. Like well, I I, 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 I try to you know. Call. Yeah. Absolutely. No. I appreciate it, John. Thanks for the call. I mean the fair. These are fair questions, right? And I get it. I, and, and people have asked me these questions since 2016, and there were people that really wanted me to vote. And I recognize, just to be on the up and up here, I totally recognize that I am in a position. Of luxury here, a privilege, you might say, that I'm in a state where the vote is pretty well determined to go towards the Republican presidential candidate. That's the I mean, that's the Now, if you're asking, well, Pete, if it's a it's 50 50, you're the only vote left and your vote is going to decide who wins or who loses. So you have to put this guy in, into the White House. Knowing what I know now, Trump versus Biden, and it all came down to me, yeah, I would, I would put Trump in there, but I don't have to make that decision because that's not, that's not how our system operates, right? It's not a popular vote, and you know they're not all waiting on me to cast mine because that would be really weird. Like, all right, we got a 50-50 split. Let's go to the uh, Constitution here. It, uh, oh, my gosh, it's the Pete Callender rule. We had no idea that this was in here. <laughs> so luckily, there's nothing like that in there, so I don't have to worry about that. But, yes, in, in that regard, if it all came down to my one vote, then, yes, I would try to look past all of the downsides because of the policies. And, look, I, like I said, I don't know how I'm going to decide in 2024. I will, I will say this. I have never voted for a major party candidate ever for president. That's my protest. It always has been. So the idea that I owe one of these parties, my votes, I've never given them one before. So like, they don't even know I exist. Probably I vote on all the down ballot races. Usually I'm voting for a libertarian. It's just, and it, all it is is a protest vote. And at some point, and by the way, there have been some races where libertarian candidates have cost Republicans the vote. And you can say, that's not fair. They shouldn't do that and all, but if Republicans want the libertarians votes, they should try to compete for them they should right they they should fulfill campaign promises they should govern like limited government people do right they should not i mean look the republicans did the big tax cut and added more money to the deficit republicans spend as much as the democrats do and i've said this for gosh 15 years it seems like you know both parties are taking us in the same direction it's just a it's just a difference of speed how fast do you want to get there now i do have to amend that a little bit because the the democrats have gone they've gone crazy so i <laughs> so i'm not so sure uh, but there's a you know there's the the frog in the boiling pot of water there's the fabian socialist argument there are all these different uh all these different arguments that you know i have i have heard and i have said over years now and if you don't want me to believe that your party really isn't about limited government then don't behave like your party isn't really about limited government and my concerns with for example donald trump was that i never really got the sense that the that, that he had sort of core principles do i believe he loves the country absolutely i absolutely do that's the thing about him that i will say hands down that he loves america he wants to try to protect America. Right, he's an old school. Look, I'm from New York. I grew up watching Donald Trump. Okay, he was on the TV all the time. Him and in, in the fights with Leona Helmsley. Right, his uh, archetype, his character, his like the the figure he cuts. Like, it's a very it's a very familiar thing for me. I grew up around people like that. Not like that rich, obviously, but I grew up with people like that. There are a lot of that kind of you know brash you know, straight-talking queens, rough-around-the-edges kinds of guys. I get it. Um, I I know he loves the country. I think he connects with workers in a way that the elites don't understand because I don't think you could do the job that he did for all those years in the real estate world when you're not interacting with all of these blue-collar workers. at For real. And that's always been an attractive thing about him. And it's an attractive thing to the uh, to his constituents and to his base. That's how he connects. I get that. And he talks in a way that they speak. In that brash New Yorker, rough and tumble, you know, kind of way in the bullying kind of way, too. Yes, he does. He absolutely does some bullying. Absolutely. That's not to say other politicians don't. I'm not holding him to a higher standard than every other politician. I'm holding him to the same standard. That's what I try to do. And I'm more about issues than the individuals. So anyway, that's yeah. Yeah, that, I, I know I'm trying to unpack like six years of history here and how I got to where I am with Donald Trump. And I don't have to decide right now. You don't have to decide right now. Uh, but he's going to make us decide one way or the other. Right. He's going to make us decide whether we want him back or not. And and who knows, I may not even vote in the Republican primary and just not even weigh in on the matter. In 2024, but I have no idea who's going to be running for other offices at the time. We do not have a senator, but we will have a governor's race. Yeah, so I probably have to go do that. Ooh, or I could vote in the Democrat primary and vote against Josh Stein. <laughs> Maybe I do that. I don't know. I don't know. The world is my oyster. Lots of Lots of routes here to take. 1110-993-WBT right, a couple of emails here Jay says, Pete, one of the biggest issues is Baseline budgeting That's where you It's like, okay, well last year we spent a billion Dollars, and so this year we spend a billion Dollars, plus, you know An increase of 3 to 5 Or 10%, whatever So you take whatever was spent last year and you just carry that Over to this year, rather than zero-based Budgeting, which would say, okay Start the new year at zero And you have to rebuild the whole budget every single year. Now, for obvious reasons, that's more intensive. And some people don't like to do it. It also puts uh, programs and jobs, uh, you know, on the chopping block. And so nobody likes to do that inside these uh, government agencies. So, yes, Jay's point, one of the biggest issues is baseline budgeting. Stopping an 8 percent automatic increase is not a cut, at least not in the real world. Right. Which is what it's always pitched as by Democrats in the media. But I repeat myself when they uh say hey we have this uh budget and the republicans are like well we don't like your budget we're going to you know we're only going to have growth of two percent and your proposal was three percent and so then they say this is a cut it's not a cut you're getting more money than you got last year it's not a cut all right let me go over here to joe welcome to the show hello joe Hey.
2: I, uh, so just give me a brief synopsis. I'm getting the idea I didn't hear all of it, but you you haven't voted or you're you're not planning to vote or something like that
0: i ha- what do you mean no i' I'm, I'm not sure what you heard tell me what is it you think you heard
2: well that uh, you're didn't you didn't vote this time around
0: i vote i I always vote I leave okay. races blank
2: you leave races blank.
0: Yeah, so if I like for example, there were all the judge races in Mecklenburg County this year, they were right. all Democrats, they were all unopposed, I leave them all blank. I'm not voting, okay. I'm not giving those people a vote for no reason. They're unopposed. Okay. So I leave them all blank and that's my protest. That's a register that is registering my disapproval of the options I've being pres- I am being presented. I leave them blank. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that uh, that's yeah, I just uh, from some of the calls it sounded like you you know, you, you didn't you don't want to vote, because I was on national TV, uh, stupid Barack Obama's time around, and I'm a paint contractor. I'm walking up uh, to early vote in Norwalk. The block, the line is around the building, and uh, in my painter's clothes, they were setting up, uh, producers setting up a camera, and she goes, hey, uh, you mind if we film you at the back, the midpoint, going in, dropping your ballot in? And I'm like, uh, Okay. And I was the only one she filmed, and ended up being on the next day uh, on CBS News. It was kind of funny, but uh, (laughs) yeah, the 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 thing was, you know, they're asking me why you're here. You know, I'd schedule a trip out of the country, and you know what, you know, who you're going to vote for. And I said, well, I'm not voting for Brock, and why? And and I was surrounded by black people. It was kind of funny. And I said, well, because he's going to raise taxes, and the people I work for. are big business people, and that's going to slow down my business. Sure. Of course, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing that I said is that, and, you know, everybody's got a, a, a right to vote. If you don't vote, don't complain. I don't want to hear it.
0: I, I, so I disagree I, with that philosophy. Okay. Because um, register, uh, vote, voting, or I should say, abstaining from a particular race is a protest vote. That is a complaint that is registering my opinion, that I don't like either of these options I've been presented. I refuse to participate in my own destruction. That's what that is. That's a protest vote. That doesn't mean I, get, I, I don't lose my First Amendment rights because I've protested that, those options.
2: I'm not, I'm not saying you lose your rights. Okay. I'm saying don't bitch about stuff if you don't put your hat in the ring.
0: Don't, so I have to run for the office? Is that what you mean? By putting my hat in the ring, I gotta run well, no. for the
2: I mean you gotta you know, you should register a vote. I yeah,
0: did. I registered. no, you see no what I, you're saying I is admit, you're you're trying to make admit, me choose. You're trying to make admit, me choose. I
2: admit that you know, there's been a lot of times I didn't like George Bush, mm-hmm. but he's better than the alternative. Not voting, you know, uh, I like a lot of things about Trump. I don't like a lot of things, but he was a lot better and did a lot better than the alternative. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. Okay. You, you can make that determination. Yeah. I make a different determination. I don't say that your vote shouldn't count. But that's what you're telling me. And you're saying that uh, you shouldn't complain about it. Well, I mean, I can make an argument that you shouldn't complain if you lost. Sorry, you lost the election, so therefore you don't get the right to complain about it. I mean, that that that's, that's the same argument. I'm registering a different kind of a vote. And I, I make no apologies for you know people's interpretation of that is somehow that my abstention is somehow costing them my vote is not owed to either of the major two political parties it's not owed to them so
2: oh, i agree with that right so at some point with that. yeah
0: so at some point if enough people register their dissatisfaction with the options being presented then maybe we get some better options but as long as people keep playing this game then i think we keep getting the options we get
3: e-
2: well, I thought I, I believe that the, the vote for Trump was to try to, to shake things up because the things just aren't working. Sure. You know? Yeah. In 2016. Now, sure. Yeah. 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 No, I know. I, 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 I totally get that. The R, I don't give the RNC a penny because, like you said, there's not, a, there's not enough difference between a Democrat and a Republican when it comes to spending money. There's not enough difference. It's the same.
0: Right. And maybe if you people know, start backing certain issues versus parties and people, if they start backing issues and find the people that support you on those issues, maybe we end up in a better place.
2: Oh, no, that's, I, I agree with that. It's just hard finding those people. I, yes, but I, but I don't believe in allowing the other side, who obviously, as we've seen, takes us a lot farther, a lot faster than the Republican side.
0: Right, and so better, so better maybe, to vote maybe. for the better to vote for the chef that's turning the, the the heat up under the boiling water with the frog. Right, better to vote for the chef that does it slowly, versus voting for the chef that just tosses the frog right in the boiling water altogether.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. yeah, I mean it's just it's you know.
0: I would I prefer mean, not to vote for the chef. Like that's the yeah. thing. I don't want either of those chefs. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Anyway. yeah. Joe, appreciate the call. stock Talk 1110-993-WBT. A reminder, Brett Winterbull is going to be out at uh, the Charlotte Auto Show tomorrow. 3 o'clock, the show is, obviously. The 29th Annual Charlotte Auto Show. It's going to be at the Charlotte Convention Center. And uh, if you got an ID from uh, the military, you know, active military, veterans as well, first responders, teachers, medical folks, uh, you can get free entry tomorrow thursday at the auto show go check out the luxury brands all the manufacturers i got dozens of them that are showing off their latest makes and models uh you can actually shop for cars there they got a family f- uh, a family fun zone and they've got uh the electric cars there if you're interested in learning more about those uh it's really cool yeah it's just a lot a lot to look at if you are a car person go check it out if the kids are car kids go Go check it out. And tomorrow you can get in for free on Hero Day. And you can see Brett Winterbull at 3. righty, so uh, I got a piece here, a couple of them actually, these post-mortems. And there's a piece by uh, Philip Wallach, who is a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. He says we can now quantify the impact Trump had on the House races, um, and it's not good. It's not good. And I wonder if any of this matters. I mean, we're so far away. But I think it does need to be sort of, you know, the postmortem does need to be uh, performed, right? We need to see what worked, what didn't, who did well, who, who didn't, and why. So I'll get to that in a minute. First, let me go over here to Craig. Hang on. There we go. Craig, welcome to the program. Hello, Craig.
3: How you doing, Pete? Hey,
0: good. What's up?
3: Uh, sometime in the mid-80s. The presidency stopped being a presidency and became a kingship and with executive orders. And all they needed was activist judges that stood behind or propped up a a certain political party to uphold those orders and call them constitutional. Our founders were terrified of the thought of activist judges supporting a party and and the executive pen is the rabbit hole we're in, and the twenty four hour twenty four hour news networks. Mm-hmm. They get people all fired up and worked up on one issue. And a gentleman that called you earlier, talking about, you know, voting Republican or Democrat or what. I agree with him a hundred percent. You got to you got to sit down and look at the overall picture. Mm-hmm. They're looking at individuals and they're basing their whole vote on just the individual. Trump is probably, and I'm, you know, Trump was a, uh, personally, he was a horrible human being. But he'll go down, in my book, as a veteran, one of the greatest patriots ever to be in the United States because he was for the country. No, if you looked at him as a man, it, it, was, it was terrible. But everything he did was to move America back to its status of glory, and he was achieving it. But you have these activists and these left-leaning people that just—they're not going to have it. Anybody born after nineteen ninety-five have no clue what America is.
0: So and, and uh, why? So why? If I have to look at the big picture and I have to pick uh, a Republican or a Democrat for president, and, and let's—we're taking twenty sixteen or twenty twenty um, as the. Uh, as the benchmark here, the big picture would indicate I did not have to
3: vote for either of them because well, when you, my vote do doesn't when matter. Vote. When you protest vote, Pete, uh-huh. you're giving the weaker party an extra vote because how? they don't have to they don't have to cancel you out.
0: Right, but if if they're not going to win the if they're not going to win the state, how how does that cancel out well, a vote?
3: It's it's like everybody. It's like you know. A trillion dollars lost in four one since Biden took office. Mm-hmm. Everybody paid that price for that election. I hope I, I'm fifty seven years old, and I've never heard one woman in my life speak on abortion. Uh, in okay, well, I, I,
0: you, I, 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 let's keep it. Let, you I, I, I want to keep. I want to keep it focused here because you're you're laying down a marker. You're saying that I somehow gave. Uh, gave away a vote or uh, didn't have to cancel out. They didn't have to cancel out my vote. And I'm saying to you, the big picture here is that I'm in a state that is going for a Republican president. And so my vote, big picture doesn't matter because remember the popular vote is not what elects the president, right? It's the electoral college. So why should I have to make that choice? If anything, I would be the perfect person. We all would be right to be the perfect. We're in the position to be, to be making these protest votes because of the fact that the state is going to go for the Republican.
3: Well, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, Pete, but the protest vote, give us Bill Clinton. Because everybody vote, voted for Ross Perot. That's he not true George either. The exit poll,
0: said. no, the exit polling shows that the vote, that people who voted for Ross Perot, either would not have voted or the, the, those that would have voted anyway, they split their votes. Yeah. So it, that is... that is a and I'm sorry. I mean, but that's that's another. That's one of those myths. It's one of those urban legends that that's well, the reason for 50 why. Fifty
3: years for fifty years that I've been paying attention to politics, mm-hmm. I've never seen a protest vote. Work that ought to be good enough for you. You've never seen a protest like vote, just like those judges you had in in uh, Charlotte. You'd have been better off writing somebody in. A no vote is saying I don't care. No, or, uh,
0: no, they so there's vote. a there's a there is a metric that. Political scientists and campaigns look at, they, it's called voter erosion or voter that's roll-off.
3: What's wrong with, that's what's wrong with the country, because y'all look at too many statistics. You're not that's what's at, wrong with the country? You're not looking at America. You're not being a patriot. You, oh. you, need, to take, you need to take those glasses off those... Rose color glasses off and look at what it is to be an American.
0: What it is and to be an American is to cast a vote for a write-in versus no vote for a Democrat judge Absolutely. in Mecklenburg. County? You don't know a good. That's so dumb. For
3: that position, that's so that's that's so ridiculous, Craig. Well, a protest vote leaving it blank is
0: ridiculous. Fair enough, but I'm not. I'm not advising that's you not to what, do that.
3: When I talked to you a few days ago, that's not what veterans died for. For you to protest and leave it blank we died so you had an option that
0: i do have the option you You just don't like my option craig so don't hang on craig don't don't try to throw this at me like i don't get the right to make this decision because you don't want me no that's exactly what you're saying craig you're saying that you're trying to say that veterans died and i don't hang on craig no i'm gonna put you on hold man because like you don't get to come on and tell me that veterans died so i have to vote for people you don't get to tell me that you have no idea what my background is. You have no idea. I'll just leave it that you. you have no idea what you're talking about. That veterans died for the right to abstain to the right to not even vote. They voted that they, they died for all of these freedoms, Craig. You don't get to use veterans or your veteran status as uh, as a cudgel against me because you want me to vote for the candidate. How about this, Craig? From now on, I'm going to call it my Craig rule. Here we go. You know what? I am now going to vote for Democrats in every single down-ballot race. I'm going to call it the Craig Rule because veterans want me to vote. And rather than leave it blank, I'm going to start giving my support to those Democrats. What do you think about that? Oh, no, that's not okay, right? That's not okay. No, you just want me to vote because you think I'm going to vote along the lines with you. I disagree. And what I was, tr- what I was in the process of telling you, and you didn't want to hear it, which is that campaigns, political scientists... Candidates, they look at a thing called ballot erosion or roll-off. And they look at how many people stop voting the lower you go down the races. And when you see little blips that occur in down-ballot races where you have a large roll-off number or you have races at the top where you see people not voting and then lower races where more people vote, they see that. That sends signals. And if enough people do that... Then candidates and campaigns and parties, they adjust. They say, oh, look at this. There was a lot of roll-off that went from this ballot or from this race at the top of the ballot down to this one. That Arizona is a great example. You had the treasurer, Republican treasurer candidate, who got more votes than Kerry Lake did. That tells those campaigns something. That says something to those people You are sending a signal that is not a candidate I wanted to support. But this other person in the same party was. You may not like that. You may want me to you know, hold my nose and vote for whoever it is that you want me to vote for because you think it's going to help your guy. I, I'm, I'm not your guy for that. Sorry. I appreciate your call. News Talk 1110 All right, so in the analysis of, you know, the red wave into a red ripple, why? Why not? Right, all of this analysis. So, you know, there have been the suggestions that it was the Dobbs case, it was the, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham and his national ban uh, on abortion proposal that it was framed as, but it wasn't. But uh, the get out the vote efforts of the Democratic ground game, you know, election month versus election day, uh, the three mix. McConnell, McCarthy, McDaniel, and, yes, Donald Trump. These all had impacts. So can we put a number on it to see how many or what that impact was, the Donald Trump impact? Can we see that? Philip Wallach, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, from my read of his writing, not a fan of Donald Trump, so just be aware of that. He says, um, By seeing how Trump-supported candidates did relative to those Republicans he did not endorse, okay? So if we look at all 401 contests in which there was a single Democrat facing a single Republican, there's not much difference. 144 endorsed candidates exceeded their baselines by an average of 1.52 points. In 257 races where Trump did not endorse a candidate, Republicans exceeded their baseline by less. So that would indicate that Trump had an impact, that Trump helped bring over the line an extra 0.1 candidates. OK. But that similarity, it's a very close number, but that similarity is driven mainly by Trump's endorsements of many Republicans that were already on their way to reelection in uncompetitive districts. If we focus exclusively on the districts where the margin of victory was less than 15 points. Such that the seat was competitive, it was It was a swing seat. It was flippable. Let's look at those. Well, different picture emerges. There are 114 of those districts. Candidates that had Trump endorsements underperformed the baseline by five points, while Republicans who were without Trump's blessing overperformed by two. And that is a difference of over seven points. I would submit that's a pretty good estimate. That's a pretty good marker to look at or or, uh, criteria. That's a good data point. There are five races in which the Trump penalty was probably decisive. Now, by the way, I don't agree with Wallach on a couple of these, but the first one he mentions is North Carolina's own uh, Bo Hines. That was an R plus two district. 27-year-old Bo Hines uh, got endorsed by Trump. He drew comparisons to the recently defeated Madison Cawthorn, who, by the way, was at Trump's announcement last night, um, And so Hines lost the seat to Senator State Senator Wiley Nickel, 51 to 48, or, uh, well, 49, really, rounding error. Um, I don't know if Trump's responsible for that. Again, I think Bo Hines was perceived as somebody from, you know, out of town, out of the area, out of the district, and just trying to bounce around to find a district to run in. And he was kind of, if anything, he may have been, you know, more tainted by the... uh, The endorsement of Madison Cawthorne, the connection there. He then talks about Ohio's 13th district. That was an R plus one that the or the Republican lost by five points. Uh, There was uh, another one. um, Yeah, but see, this one, I don't agree with this one. J.R. Majewski. um, And he got Trump's endorsement. But he also remember there was, quote, misstatements about his military record. I think that see, again, candidates matter. These races matter. That's why they run the campaigns. So I I, I don't think th- like this idea that just the Trump endorsement is a killer or a a, a maker. You know, I, I, I'm I, I'm not in that camp. I think it has an impact. And in a very very close race, it may be decisive. But trying to tease this stuff out is very very difficult. There's another one, the uh, uh, Pennsylvania Eighth District, that was an R plus four seat, and that one flipped. Fifty-one forty-nine, very close. Washington's 3rd District is an R-plus-5. That one flipped, Fifty-one forty-nine. Anyway, he says, that, and then he talks about Alaska, which, I mean, that with the ranked choice voting thing going on there, I mean, good luck trying to figure that out. Uh, Trump remains popular among Republican voters. His endorsement was decisive in a lot of House primaries, but the close association with the president was a clear liability in the general election. I think that is I think that is probably true. I don't know that, but I think that my gut tells me that's probably true. He's he's of more value. The endorsements are of way more value in the primary than they are in the general election, just by the nature of who's voting in those elections. Uh all right, let me go over here to uh Rob. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me on your show. I Certainly. appreciate it. Sure. I, I love listening to uh, you know, your uh your very cogent and sage uh, breakdown of the election. I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a black Republican. I supported uh, 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 Trump from the beginning. Uh, going forward, I probably will not be supporting him. I'm looking toward DeSantis, and I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, the, uh, uh, the turnout was poor. A lot of Republicans didn't go to the polls uh, this past uh, cycle because of Trump. Precisely because of Trump. Now, I'm not one of those Republicans. I'll vote if I have an amputee. You know, uh, if I have an (laughs) amputation done the week before, I'm going to the polls. Right. Okay, but not everybody feels that way. And, uh, you know, a lot of Republicans, they were turned off by Trump's, you know, uh, know, overwhelming personality. He's done a lot for this country. I love the man. He's done some great things. And we hired a rhinoceros to go into the china shop and break <laughs> things that needed to be broken yeah and they needed to be broken but the breakage has occurred now we need somebody who can actually govern get along with other people and possibly do some good things for the country I've, and in my in my camp that's the
0: i got you rob i gotta run i thought you said it very very well i appreciate it man good to hear from you please call again All right.